Video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and Raising Equity on YouTube. Hey, folks, welcome to Raising Equity. I'm Dr. Kira Banks. And on today's diversity download, the message is simple. Be teachable. I had a friend and colleague reach out to me today. Uh, they're in a setting where they're in a, they're in a classroom setting. And the, the teacher in that setting is calling people using honorifics, Mr. or Mrs. or Miss. And the person sent an email requesting, you know, those don't resonate for me. Could, could you use my name? Could you simply call me by name first or last name? I don't have a preference, but those, those honorifics just don't work for me. And the person replied, and this is where the message comes in to be teachable. If someone reaches out to you and gives you feedback about some aspect of who they are, some aspect of their identity, gender identity in this case, hear it, receive it as a gift. That person didn't have to say something, but they chose to. And so if you want to show yourself someone that can can be uh, in a position of leadership in this way, you're in front of the classroom, you have something to share with the group, even if it's not around diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? You are in a position of power in a sense. Be non-defensive and be teachable. I think the way I would have responded is, thank you so much for sharing this with me. What would feel acceptable to you? What would feel appropriate to you? I would thank the person for reaching out. I would thank them for the feedback. And I would ask them what works for them. That's the way that I would approach being teachable. This teacher responded with a paragraph or so about one time when they had a student who was non-gender non-binary, they used mix and that worked for that person. Would this work for you? I see some pros and cons here. The pro is the person was trying, I think, to show that they're not totally clueless in this world. They understand that people uh, are not stuck on the binary of gender and people who have a more expansive experience of gender, the Miss, Miss, Miss Mr. Honorifics might not fit, might not work. And this one time they had this person that they worked with and this is what worked for them. Could I apply it here? So like the pro is that they're tr they have a have a desire to show themselves like having some sense of perspective or experience. The con is that I actually think it comes off a little, a little defensive and a bit um, reductive maybe is the word I'm looking for. So I think that it's, it's unreasonable to, to assume that because you had a friend who was X, that whatever worked for them would work for someone else. So I hear that you maybe want to show that you have experience, uh, but I, I wouldn't lead with that. I, sim I would simply say, I appreciate you reaching out. What would work for you? And then someone might say what works for them. Oh, mix would work for me. I'd say, oh, that's really great to hear. I had another student who had that experience. That's what worked for them. Maybe I should ask people which honorific they want used at the beginning of the semester rather than wait for people to come tell me, right? Like to me, that would be a way to uh, share that I have some clue, but also show that I'm going to take what I've learned and grow from it. Whereas if I simply have someone give me their experience or their request and I 
uh, immediately tie it to someone else that was like them or that I think was like them. Like, do we even know when we think expansive in terms of gender? It's not like it's one, two and three boxes. It's expansive. It's non-binary. It's on a spectrum. That's the whole point. So you shouldn't assume that you can take what's worked for one person and apply it to another. And so a little more humility, I think, would be warranted here. And I I sense that this person was wanting to show maybe a little bit of like wokeness, like I have a clue, right? But I do think it's incumbent upon us, especially when we're in positions of power, to to be more humble and to be non-defensive when people come to us. I have folks in session with me who'll say, but you know, I have, you know, whose responsibility is it to tell me uh, the, the somebody's preferred pronoun or someone's identity, how I'm supposed to refer to someone, almost like it's someone else's job, like HR should make sure you know, or the registrar's office should make sure you know, that is deflecting responsibility. I've had other people say, oh, but I have, you know, X number of students or Y number of supervisees, how am I supposed to remember everything for every one of them? I would say, get over it. <laughs> Honestly, you're in a position of power it's part of your job to, to be willing to try. I am not at all saying you have to be perfect. Cause in a way I hear that, hear that questioning is like, Oh, I'm going to get it wrong. I'm not going to be perfect. It's so hard. Not necessarily why try, but do I really have to do it? And I think, I think you do. There was a viral video once that went around of a teacher that had a special handshake for each child. If you know that teacher's name, definitely put it in the comments for me. But I'm just thinking about different examples. That is an example of that teacher saying, I see you. I see you and I know you, not just by name, but by the connection that we have and the choreography that we have created together in this handshake. That is deep. That's deep. That's inclusion in a very uh, deep way that shows a sense of belonging, that I see you and that you belong here enough for me to remember, to, to connect with you in a unique and specific way. Someone else was sharing with me that LeBron and, and Steph Curry have, have different daps for each teammate. That's another example of, of people taking the time to see their teammates in this case, colleagues, students, the people that they spend time with in their environment. In workshops that I do about diversity, equity, inclusion, I often ask people as we're distinguishing terms because they are different, diversity, equity, inclusion, when it comes to inclusion, to think about for yourself, what does that look like? What has that looked like? What has it felt like? To really think about how have people let you know that you belong in a space what does it feel like to feel safe in a space, to feel empowered, to feel like you can grow, and to get really explicit about what that's looked like in the past? And I think that, to me, this example is, is one where, in this case, a teacher could not only say, I see you, and that I'm asking, is this honorific acceptable to you? But a more deep way of saying, I see you, would simply be to say, what would work for you? And then to be responsive to that, that that time that it took to, to talk about self and to defend and say, oh, I knew a person once and this is what worked for them could be seen, depending on the person, as taking away from 
their uniqueness and what they're bringing to the space. And so I have to ask myself if I'm in that position of leadership in some way, you know, what do I want them to to leave this this interaction with? I want them to leave the interaction with knowing that I heard them, that I see them, and that I'm going to respect what they prefer. And so this person was saying, you know, neither one of those works for me and none of those work for me. Mix doesn't work for me. Can you just call me by my last name? And I think that that's a reasonable request. And it might not be one that the the teacher's gotten before, but hopefully it's one that they can respect. So I leave that with you just for you to think about in the spaces that you occupy. How are you seeing deeply the individuals that you're working with, acknowledging them and, and letting them know that you're open to feedback? Because sometimes people have feedback for us that they that they don't give us because they're not sure we want it or we're ready for it. So how do we consistently say we're open to feedback? I want to make sure that people feel respected in this space. And so I'm, I'm open to feedback. Let me know. I often say to my students, what do you need more of or less of? And if I were in this professor's position and I knew that I called people by their titles every class, I would say something like, I try to get people's titles correct, quote unquote, but let me know what feels right to you, what's correct for you. And so that could be maybe like systematizing that the, a way for each student to be able to put what honorific, how they want to be called into the roster. So then it's not incumbent upon the students to come to the, the teacher to tell them, but that everyone is asked and everyone gets an opportunity to tell. To me, that's the difference from taking it to from inclusion to thinking about equity. So now it's not just, oh, we want to include people who are non-binary. You're welcome to, we'll call you whatever you want to be called to. Everyone has access and opportunity to express how they want to be addressed. And so we will, we will systematize and make it a part of what we, how we do what we do in this class so that we're asking that question of everyone so everyone has that access and opportunity. And it's not incumbent upon someone who is outside of the quote-unquote norm of what we might address people as with miss or mister or even mix to have to say something. So... Hopefully that helps you think about your own experiences, not only in terms of thinking about folks who identify as gender non-binary, but also other aspects of identity, how you might honor how people see themselves and show them that you see them, that you respect them, that you're open to feedback and that you're teachable. You can find me on all the socials. I'm Dr. Kira Banks on Instagram and Facebook. I'm Kira Banks on Twitter. Thanks for joining me on Raising Equity. Raising Equity.